2: now
3: Now, noblegoldinvestments.com. Best performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision.
4: Again, I'm thrilled to bring on today, live with me, actor Graham Wardle from the hit TV show Heartland. Um, he's going to have a live conversation with me about leaving heartland leaving his dream job in the middle of the pandemic why he did that and we're going to talk about his controversial views on the pandemic much different views than you hear from a lot of hollywood people so we're going to talk about the entertainment industry and we're also going to get into um spirituality and kind of you know how do you listen to your heart in this time graham's a spiritual guy and i'm i'm spiritual too so we're going to talk we're going to talk about that. I think spirituality is important during this pandemic. Before we, before I bring them right up live, I've got to shout out the sponsor of my coverage, which is Glow with Ivory. It's amazing new face serum. Within no time, this product helps reduce the appearance of fine lines, return your skin elasticity and give your skin a more youthful glow. Um, many people say that their skin is much more vibrant and is tighter, firmer and smoother. Than they've seen in years. I highly recommend Glow with Ivory. Glowwithivory.com, link down below. Get it today for up to 38% off for a limited time by going to glowwithivory.com. Click that link down below. And with that being said, I'm going to bring up Graham Wardle joining us live. Graham, how are you?
5: I'm doing good, Ivory. Thanks for having me on the show.
4: So good to have you on. So when I realized, when I realized that you were both, uh, a star actor and a hit TV show, and you were also very vocal about some strange things going on with our pandemic. And unlike other entertainment people, you were saying, um, you know, we need to stand up for medical freedom. And, uh, you had posted something about, uh, hugs over, uh, you said hugs over masks at a time when people were preaching social distancing, you were telling people to hug each other. So I I said, that's pretty unique. And I want to talk to Graham about why that is. And the fact that you basically threw on, threw in the towel on your dream job, I mean, uh, being the star of a popular TV show. So, so tell me about kind of your perspective on this pandemic compared to other, um, other entertainment industry people, why do you think differently than others? Well,
5: uh, um, lots of questions there. I'll start by saying that, <laughs> um, I had planned to move away from the show before the pandemic hit. So it wasn't like the pandemic hit and I was like, I've had it. And I <laughs> um, so that wasn't the case, but, um, I, I did decide to start speaking up and, was was very clear about my position, pretty early on, um, and I think it is because I started looking at things, I started reading things, and I, I recognized that there was a lot of inconsistencies, and um, and I want to be very clear, I'm not saying that I don't believe that people have died or that there isn't, um, you know, people that haven't lost, you know, loved ones and such, because I do have compassion for those. I haven't lost anyone personally to the illness, but I have lost two people to the, uh, the thing. No um,
4: joke. Oh yeah. Within a week,
5: yeah. So within, um, within seven days of them getting it, they, um, they passed away. So, so anyways, but that was, that was long. That was after obviously, cause that didn't happen right away, but it was important to me because I've been doing a lot of work um, in my own life, in my own inner world. It was important to me to keep an integrity with myself. And I don't, I can't like <laughs> I'm an actor and I can tell a story and I can pretend to be a character, but I, 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 suck at lying to people that I love and care about. I can't, I just can't do it. Right. Mm. So I just don't, if I see something in my life that I'm out of integrity with, like, or I'm, I'm not you know fully being present with or integrating, I have to, I go at it right away. Cause it's like a debt. I want to pay that off now because the mm. longer you hold it down, the more interest that you incur. So, um, that was kind of like, that's kind of like my inner world, my foundation. And it was just, I don't, I love storytelling and I love the film world and I love people that I've, you know, got to work with for the past 14 years on that show. But ultimately, um, I value the truth and I needed to speak what I was going through and what I was seeing, what I was feeling in my heart. And so I posted that picture early on, I think it was October of 2020 and I, I went to lots of the protest rallies or the freedom rallies and that one, somebody took a photo of me in the rally. Um, and it was used for a bunch of posters and stuff. Um, or I was in the photo. It wasn't just of me. And I, I thought it was a great oh, the, photo, I was the like, photo you
4: know, regarding hugs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, let me, let me bring that up for the audience. There you go. Yes. So, so this, uh, this got out early in the pandemic.
5: Yeah. I think it was October or something like that. Um, and, um, I knew I was like, I was like, maybe I'll lose my Instagram. Maybe I'll lose half my followers. Maybe I'll, you know, and for an actor or somebody in the entertainment world, you know, that's become like a big thing. It's like, Oh, they have a big social media following that's more marketable. They're going to be, you know, it's, you're, you're, you're looked at differently as if you don't have a following. So they might give you a job over somebody else who doesn't. Mm -hmm. So I understood that that was a consequence possibly of speaking out, that I would, I would lose my following or, or, you know, whatever might happen but i was like you know what i could feel it in my heart i was like i need to speak out i need to be honest so yeah. i did um and and lost a few people <laughs> but gained more too and and um and over time some people came back and apologized and and uh you know we repaired that that friendship so so yeah um that's a pretty broad stroke i can't remember all the questions you asked but there's Oh a yeah no worries. Answer.
4: you know i just yeah, I'm just uh, intrigued by you as someone who's in the entertainment industry. You know, we see most people in the entertainment industry just parroting what govern- government officials are telling people to do, which is uh, slum- yeah. surrender your liberties, don't think for yourself, be overly cautious, and uh, it's almost like live in fear. And um and you're, you're kind of going against that. I mean, with the caption of what we have on the screen there, you're saying, listen to your heart. It knows the truth of what is going on. Turn off the TV. Hey, that's funny coming from a TV guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you were starring in Heartland when, when, uh, you posted that. Yeah. Did you have backlash from, from your producers? I'm going to bring Heartland up on the screen for people not familiar. Uh, yeah. How did, how did Heartland take what you were posting?
5: Well, uh, I finished my last day of shooting, uh, on the season 14. Uh, that was my last season on the show. And as soon as I, I wrapped my last day I posted. So wow. then they didn't say anything. You know, I, I, There were certain people that are part of the production that, you know, are very early on were like, I agree with you, but I can't say anything, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. So I was like, I get it. You know, like you got to make your own decision where you're at. So I I didn't, I didn't hear anything from, from production after that because I wasn't, uh, I wasn't on the show anymore after I finished my last day.
4: So they end up killing you off of the show. (laughs) And I was, I was watching, I was watching some YouTubes to catch up on how, how this all happened. Cause I actually, I actually did not watch the show, but I know this show is, uh, very popular. Uh, I was reading, uh, that it is the longest running one hour scripted drama in Canadian tele- television history. And of course people around the world can watch it on Netflix. And, I just mentioned to my mom that I was going to interview you. I asked her if she had ever seen Heartland and she was like, she was like, when your grandpa came to visit last fall, he watched it every single day he was here. (laughs) (laughs) So my grandpa is a huge fan of your show.
5: Oh, fantastic.
4: But anyway, so I was, I was, uh, watching, um, the coverage of how you were killed off of the show. So I'll I'll show the audience a little clip of that. Okay. Here it is. <laughs>
0: Heartland star explains Surprise Exit. Ty Borden, a fan favorite original character, collapses and dies of a blood clot in the first episode of season 14, marking the final appearance of actor Graham Wardle, who had been with the show since 2007. In the season 13 finale, his veterinarian character received a gunshot wound from which he appeared to recover only to succumb to complications in the next episode Wordle's character ty was married to lead character amy played by amber marshall in the show's major relationship fans were understandably upset that such a long-running figure would die in such tragic circumstances i was like hold on they
4: chose a blood clot of all things
5: this is before yeah i know this was before. This was all worked before out before the
4: whole needle thing, like people dying. You know,
5: everything. That was <laughs> so all. So you didn't all... die
4: in the show of those complications.
5: <laughs> I think, yeah, it was from a.
4: It was a gunshot complication. Okay, I was like, oh, that's that was a very interesting plot. <laughs> so you got killed off, um, which I I. I'm guessing the producers were pretty upset that you basically, you you want it to be killed off. I mean, it sounds like you, yeah, you wanted to go on to some other things, right?
5: Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to move on to other things. And so we had, we had conversations for about two to three years about how to do it and, you know, how to honor the character and honor the stories and make sure that the show could continue. Mm -hmm. So this is kind of what they came up with. And then in this, the 14th season, I came back as like a ghost a couple episodes and just kind of like tried to yeah so the character kind of spirit lives on for for Mm. his for his wife and his daughter so that was the way we tried to work it in so that it wasn't because you know a lot of shows when actors want to move away they it's just a cold it's like really cold and hard break right and you just never see them again so I was like that's not what I want to do I really love uh the people that I work with and I love the character and I want to make sure that I do my best to honor that as I transition so that's what we came up with a blood clot and get shot
4: <laughs> <laughs> I um, that was probably bad for show ratings i I mean when you're the when you're the lead actor,
5: so yeah I don't know I don't know what the ratings were for that, but um but I it, was it, reading
4: it, comments of people saying I don't watch anymore because he's not on it so uh why did you want to leave what many would consider a dream job that they would kill for
5: okay this is a uh, Okay, so I've explained this a couple of times, um, and it's been a process. So at the beginning, it was listening to my heart, and my heart was, I could feel that it was time to move, but I didn't necessarily have a very concrete understanding of it. It was just a very strong intuition, and I tried to ignore it, and I tried to uh, suppress it uh, because, like you said, it is a dream job, and I have many actor friends that, you know, hustle and grind and audition and work their butts off and to get a lead on a show is like a dream job like you said because you got consistent pay and as an actor when you're starting out or even when you're you know seasoned it's it's tough to get an ongoing gig yeah Um, and then canadian television too is it's it's different than american your paychecks are not the same so you really you really uh need to appreciate the work that you do have but for me, it was, um, there was a strong urge to move on. And I, was, I got to a point in my life where I thought, I need to listen to this. Because if I don't listen to this, I have to just shut off my heart, my connection to my heart. Mm-hmm. And I, I promised myself I'd never do that. So I did it. And that was the, the process of, of working with the producers to, um, to phase the character out. And then afterwards, Ivory, I did a lot of self-discovery. And I don't know if you know of a man uh, called Dr. Joe Dispenza. Have you ever heard of him?
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like him.
5: Yeah, I like him too. And I so I've been reading his books and went to his, one of his seminars. And one of the things that I thought was really interesting that I learned from him was he was talking about how you can condition your brain and your body to an habitual state of being. And it feels like who you are. It's because it's, it's like you're familiar with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're stressed out every morning, you're going to work and you're stuck in traffic, you become habituated to the cortisol and the stress response in your body. And then on the weekend, you'll look for something to be stressed out about because you're used to that. That's the feeling of who you think you are, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, cool. And he's, he's sharing this all within the context of how to shift your life. And a lot of people get stuck in routines and they have a hard time snapping out of it because they become so habituated to this idea, identity of who they are and how they feel on a consistent Mm -hmm. basis and not also how they think. So I'm like, okay, this is really interesting. And so I'm learning this because it's in the context of shifting your life and improving it and, and, um, you know, manifesting your, your dreams and whatnot. But what clicked for me was as an actor, especially on a television show, you're working, you know, 5. AM, you get picked up at six, you go to set for seven, you're ready to shoot by eight, you shoot all day, you're done at seven, let's say. And then you're, back home, you're learning your lines for the next day and you go to bed and it's like it's all day, every day for seven months. So your brain and your body and your job is to become that character. Your, your job is to breathe that life force, that energy, that emotion into this character, make it real. And the better you do that, you know, the better the show is going to do, right? So you, you go all in and then you do that for seven months. You have become habituated in your brain and your body to a state of being, to a, to a personality which creates a personal reality for the show. And that is creating these neural pathways in my brain and, and sort of states of being in my body that I think is me. Now, because wow. I didn't have a... I had some trauma in my younger years that was very difficult for me, and I used acting as a way to escape that and to create you know something that I thought would be valuable to the world. And so I escaped through a character and allowed myself to get lost in it. And because of that time that I spent you know, every year for 13 years, you know, a considerable amount of the year in this character, I was losing myself. And I couldn't determine and discern the difference between me and the character. And it was very challenging psychologically. And so this is what I think I was tuning into my heart was like, I'm losing myself. I'm losing what this means and why I'm doing this. And it's really confusing. And then once I learned from Dr. Joe Dispenza, all these things, I was like, Oh, I get it. I've literally confused the parts of my brain. I've 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 identified too closely with my job or my role. And people do this outside of acting. It's not just actors. You know, people identify with being a manager or a CEO or whatever the case may be, having lots of money. And then when they lose that, they become suicidal. They don't know who they are. You know, yeah. they get really depressed. So this is this is a, a common theme or a, a part of the human experience that I was like, but as an actor, it's kind of that to that next level because you're, there's no time off. It's like for those seven months, it's like, you're all in. And I didn't have the understanding, the awareness, um, the set to, to come back to my own life and nurture that and value that because I had that trauma that had hadn't been dealt with. It was like, I don't want to go back there. Right. So it was, it was bad housekeeping, I guess you'd call it, mm. on my part, but a great lesson and that I learned. And then so over the past couple of years, I've been doing a lot of the spiritual work. I've been doing a lot of the, the introspection and healing and and just loving myself and, and getting back to who I am so that it's more real when I do act or when I do tell stories or when I do do my work. It's coming from a natural place, a real place, an authentic place. Um, so that's a really long answer to the question of why I left a dream job is... Because I felt my in, the integrity with myself and listening to my heart was paramount. And if I lose that, who cares how much money you have? Who cares what kind of dream job you have? I'm going to end up on drugs. I'm going to end up addicted to something because I'm I'm lost. And I was like, I'm not. This is my life. I get one of them. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to go down that path. Um, so I had to follow my heart. And I didn't know at the time why it was happening. I just felt like something needs to change and i need to go another direction i don't know why i couldn't I couldn't understand it in the moment um, mm. does that make sense
4: <laughs> oh totally i mean no i had a very similar very similar experience about the importance of your heart back in yeah back in 2019 i actually started to listen to my heart more than ever and uh, it absolutely prepared me for 2020 when fox did this hard turn where they started pushing propaganda. Um, and I just, I, I knew, you know, I, I think a lot of TV, TV news people can lose themselves as well. Obviously TV news
5: and TV drama is so different, but I um, It's the I same think, idea though. It's the identity that goes along with it. Who you think. Yeah. Really be. Yeah.
4: Yeah, I I do think that TV news people get really wrapped up in their identity, um, and they don't know what they would be without that identity, so they're controllable, therefore, by the corporation. And yeah, so because I had just, I had shed, I had shed a lot of my identity in 2019, I was just I was a lot more grounded somehow and and so I, I had a very similar very similar experience and when I was very detached from Fox when they said when they laid down the hammer on these things and I was like, Well, that's my cue to go, you know, which was it was devastating to me. It was a hard breakup,
5: but what was what was the tipping point for you? Was it when Fox started changing things or what made you go, That's it, I'm gonna leave?
4: Um the combination of them saying that I, that i can no longer publicly support free speech and criticize censorship which they they knew that was my stance in the job interview when they hired me but that the, the combo of that as well as them saying that i might get fired if i if i don't omit inconvenient facts mm. you know you know it, it was just like you're forcing me into a narrative you will fire me if I don't just cover all the facts if I if I do cover all the facts I'm fired I was like okay that's not journalism anymore
2: Hello.
1: Oh
6: fighterflare.com.
4: and you guys don't support free speech anymore. Like I, I was like, I gotta go because all of the free press used to support free speech. Um, so anyway, so it was just like it was it was clear and obvious. And and I, I had and my identity wasn't that anymore. I had I had kind of realigned with my real identity the, the year prior. So it was really a blessing.
5: did you grow up in a family that had like strong values like that, like integrity and and? Or is this something you yeah. developed on your own? Yeah. This is kind of like born and raised this way.
4: I I did. I, yeah, I grew up. I was raised by wonderful parents who gave me a great foundation. So I think that helped a lot. Yeah. But no matter how you're raised, I think you, you can really start to lose yourself and your adult identity. So I'm glad this topic came up because I feel like so many people are going through somewhat similar circumstances now because uh, many people's careers are in shaky places. I mean, their whole, a lot of people's whole futures seem uncertain right now. A lot of people have lost their jobs or yeah. had to walk away from their jobs um, because of strange mandates that the companies enacted. So, I don't know. For people who um, are are at this crossroads of like saying goodbye to their old identity, do you have any advice to them?
5: Oh, good question. Um, well, it depends on your. I, I think it kind of boils down to your spiritual beliefs. So, if you believe that you know when you die, that's it, and life is over, then your identity of this body and maybe your job title. It can feel like you will not let that go. And that's going to be really hard for somebody that's um, identified and attached in that way to make that shift. Because if they have become so accustomed to uh, that level of being or that that level of awareness, it's going to be really tough. So I would, in that case, I would say that maybe it's time to explore spirituality or what might exist beyond the physical. Um, for me, that's that's where I go is the non-physical or the spiritual life, whether it be, you know, if someone's religious or someone's just has a a connection to the silence in nature. I know I have lots of friends that they say, you know, going out into the woods and for myself as as well, being outside in the forest, that's my church being in nature. That's my church. That's where I go to connect. Um, Mm -hmm. And so when it comes to letting go of a job or moving away or staying in integrity with yourself and standing up for what's true, um, or not complying with what's false or what is hurting somebody else. Um, at the end of the day, I firmly believe, and, and it's happened over and over and over again in my life, is that you stand in integrity, you stand in truth, and you connect to a higher power, whether it be God or however you see that the universe, or or the non-physical, or, or just the power of life. You know, if that's something that resonates with you, That is will always support you. Life supports life. So if you're standing up for life, life will rush in and support you and help you. And you just have to trust and have faith and keep your chin up and keep loving your heart. And blessings will show up that you could not see coming. And it's like, it's hard in the moment to trust that. It's hard. I had, um, right when I was going through some, you know, Rough times, right when I left, and it was like I don't know what's going to happen. Why is this happening? I'm really confused. And I, I was just—I'm not a religious person, even though I was raised religious. I, I asked for a sign. I was like, I need something. And mm-hmm. there was—I was walking down the street in Vancouver, and there was three different signs. One was on a store, one was on an apartment building, and it was like, "Keep going!" Like you've got this. Like it was like these really like af- uh, af- uh, affirming messages. And it was what I needed in that moment. And so my advice to people is you will never regret regret staying in integrity with yourself. And you may lose some friends. You may lose a job. You may lose some, you know, relatives or family members. But you will find far better relationships, a far better job, a far better opportunity that's more harmonized and more aligned with who you are and more of what you are here on this earth to give. So it takes faith and courage though, but it's worth it. So that's my, that's my advice.
4: Love that. Yeah. I've, I've got a, your book here, you've got a whole book on find, finding your truth. It's called find your truth. Um, so there's that. And I totally agree as far as, um, you know, standing with your values because life is fleeting. And if you're going to compromise what even makes sense to you, you're throwing away your whole life as far as I'm concerned. So, um, yeah, that's why, that's why I took the leap and got, got out of my dream job. Um, so what are you doing now? How's it been? I I mean, are you still considered in the entertainment industry or what's going on?
5: Well, I'm taking a little break from the acting world at the moment. I'm, I'm ready to jump back in. Um, but I'm not going to be taking any sort of medical procedures to jump back in. So I'm waiting for the right producers and things that respect, um, medical freedoms and personal choice. Um, and if there's projects that arise and and that, you know, I am am suited for, then I'll hop in for sure. Um, Mm -hmm. but at the moment I'm focusing on my writing. So you showed my first book there. Um, I I don't even I wouldn't even call it poetry because it's not I always think of poetry as like rhyming, (laughs) but it's just uh, short poems or short pieces of inspirational writing that mean a lot to me. And I never thought anyone would do that or want to see that. But I had a coach tell me, he said, you know, put it out and and you can donate the proceeds to charity or you can, you know, it doesn't have to be there's 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 ways to share this. And so that really helped me go like, okay, like, sure. And so i sold a couple thousand of those books and I'm very, very grateful that people have enjoyed it. And, um, yeah, so now I, I do more writing. I do, I have a sub stack where I do uh, new poems mm-hmm. every week. And awesome. so there's another one coming out tomorrow. I have a podcast now, um, newsletter and, uh, just my own projects. I also produce stuff as well. So, It just, I went to film school back in the day and I love telling stories and I love creating experiences for people that bring them back to the, the beauty and the joy of being alive and being human. So anything that comes up that can connect with that, I'm in, you know, that's where I'm at.
4: Nice. Yeah. I've linked your Instagram, your podcast, and your telegram down below for the viewers who want to find your stuff. Um, and I wanted to mention, you, you're you a Canadian yourself, and you've been really vocally supporting the truckers up mm-hmm. in Ottawa and on the border right now. So uh, what are your thoughts on what's going on in Ottawa? I mean, the New York Times saying today that these truckers won't budge, but in other areas, Canada is making arrests. What are your thoughts?
5: Well, it's just got intense because I believe just a few hours ago, our prime minister um, announced the war, some sort of like War Measures Act or some sort of state of emergency. Ooh,
4: I didn't see that update. Wow.
5: Yeah. My, I just got some texts about it. So I, I, I don't fully know, but I did see Rebel News post something about it that he's thinking about it or he's done it. So I, I believe I, I'd have to verify that, but I believe something significant has just happened. Um, oh, yeah.
4: Yeah. Um... Yeah, Trudeau invokes emergency powers in bid to end protest. Yep.
5: Yeah, so this is a big deal. I have a friend that uh, we talk a lot about the, our Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms, which is our constitution, and uh, the War Measures Act, which needs to follow our Charter of Rights and Freedoms. But um, they haven't followed the Charter of Rights and Freedoms from the very beginning, anyways. <laughs> so, uh, mm. yeah, here we go. Yep. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of concern right now about this, because um, I believe this gives the government some pretty sweeping powers like like freeze your bank accounts, um, get you, take you out of your home. Like I'll have to look into it because this is just some of the things that I'm hearing. So I don't know that for sure. But I yeah, have been, yeah, uh, this a lot is of concern about this.
4: Reuters reporting that he will activate rarely used emergency powers. Justin Trudeau. He's now activating those, including cutting off financing to end protests that have shut down border crossings and paralyzed parts of the capital.
5: Yeah, so he's really, he's, um, there's been a lot of rumors going around that he's really nervous and he, he's really, uh, nobody's ever seen him like this. And so my sense is that he's losing control of the narrative and the, the truckers' protests. You know, if you see actual video of people on the ground, it is so peaceful. There's bouncy castles. There's people dancing. There's people handing out free food and cooking free food. Like it is the festival of love in the middle of winter in Ottawa, and it's also all over Canada. So on Vancouver Island, there's a convoy, trucker convoy that goes up and down the island every Saturday in Vancouver as well. It's it's all that's where
4: over you're Canada. at, right? With that water yeah, behind the, you.
5: Yeah. Yeah, I'm on the island. Yeah. So there's there's convoys or freedom convoys all over Canada right now, and uh. um, it's big. Like you know, people are driving down the roads now with flags. I got a flag tied to the back of my van. Um, so it's like it's it's I've never seen Canada like this before. And today is a is a big step because Justin Trudeau is grasping now to maintain the narrative and maintain the this sort of pedestal that he's put himself on as like the dictator of like. I'm doing this for your health, I'm doing this for your good, <laughs> but it's it, people are seeing through it, and it's it's um it's gonna be interesting to see what happens in these, in these next couple of weeks with uh, the I think it's the Ambassador bridge that they've blocked or they really yeah. want to get cleared so yep,
4: yep, between Windsor, Canada and Detroit, Michigan. yeah, I guess they made a rest today to uh, to clear that out. so yeah. so, so that's interesting.
5: My, my whole thing is, you know, my message is always positive. I, I don't think any lasting revolution or, or transition or change in a country, um, I, I would say it's, it's very rare that a violent one is the, is the best way to do it. I think it's the, what the people mm-hmm. have been doing in Ottawa and all over Canada has mm-hmm. really been a demonstration of Canadian love and respect and unity And there was this one guy, he made a great comment. He said, thank you, Trudeau. You've brought us together, Canadians together, in a way we've never been unified before. And I think that momentum is going to continue. And hopefully more and more people that are on the fence or kind of still afraid, uh, they see that love and they see that unity. And they go, oh, this isn't about white supremacy or misogyny or whatever other labels they're trying to throw on it. Like, these people are actually... Unifying and supporting each other, and feeding the homeless, and cleaning the streets, and like, like right. it's just once you see what's really going on, it's beautiful, and it's just unfortunate that, um, you know, Justin Trudeau, he was a part of the World Economic Forums, like youth leaders or whatever that was, um, and and that whole uh, World Economic Forum, unfortunately, a lot of our politicians have been a part of that, and there's an agenda with that, and I I see it as. they've they've sold their souls or they've committed to this in a way that they're not going to back down because they're trying to move this agenda forward. I don't know if you've seen that video of Trudeau um, where Klaus Schwab introduces him and he's kind of like praising him as Canada is going to be this bright, shining beacon of uh, the Great Reset and and how they want (laughs) to reshape the world. So it's unfortunate, but the the blessing in disguise, the silver lining, is that uh, love always wins or God always wins, however you see that, and you know, we're going to go through some tough times, but the, the unifying f- uh, forces that are coming together now for Canadians is the most beautiful thing. And I haven't been to Ottawa, but all the videos I see of, and, and people that um, are writing me messages, it's, it's so amazing. It's so amazing. And yes, there's going to be one or two bad apples, but like there's n- no businesses are getting burned down or cars lit on fire. Like it's people handing out free food and jumpy castles for kids and playing music and dancing, you know?
4: Absolutely. It was pretty flimsy uh, narrative that Trudeau tried to push that it was all about racism. You can find a single, you cannot find a single Nazi sign when he was saying there was a lot of Nazis. And it was actually, I guess it was the Guardian who pointed out in their coverage that the one Nazi sign that was there was a sign calling Trudeau the Nazi. There was oh, not really? a single person that was pro-Nazi. <laughs> well,
5: that's was- the thing; it's, it's laughable, right? It's laughable, but unfortunately, there's still, you know, there are still some people in Canada that I believe it's like a psychological, like that um, Dr. Malone was talking about mass formation mm. psychosis, where people are just they're trapped, and uh-huh. it's sad. But but uh, I don't know what to do. I don't know what the answer is there. You know, some people say that you got to scare them with a bigger a bigger boogeyman. Um, I think it's loving people. Maybe it is warning them and trying to wake them of what's coming up, but I don't know the answer yet.
4: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to wake people up. Um, but I just, I, am not into trying to have boxes and bring people to my box. I'm just all about love and keeping it real. And, uh, so who knows, you know, if people are happy, in whatever box they formed so be it i'm not trying to
5: yeah and and it's it's, ultimately it's everyone's on their own journey so i'm i don't i don't force anyone to think the way i think i i often Mm -hmm. say to people don't believe me like you know i i want people to think for themselves i want people to ask questions for themselves i think i don't want to live in a society where we can't have differences of opinion you know like Whereas, unfortunately, some people do want that, you know, they want anything that's different from them censored.
4: (laughs) Right. Um, Okay. uh, before you go, I want to get um, some audience questions in. You guys are blowing up the comment section. Thanks, everybody. Um, Oh, yeah. Super chats are newly activated. I finally monetized my YouTube. Uh, after nearly getting deleted by YouTube, I figured out how to nice. speak in code words. But anyway, so super chat from Aaron, who says, hi, Ivory from Canada. Hold the line. Thanks so much, Aaron. Okay. What questions do, does everybody have for Graham? Um, I, I know there was one. People were asking questions early on about your show. And someone was like, do you know what you were? to heartland you were heartland (laughs) these are the these are the comments i'm seeing i'm like oh gosh
5: there's the the show (laughs) has touched a lot of people and they really really enjoy it so i'm i'm very grateful for those people and i i get those questions a lot ivory (laughs)
4: so um they're probably trying to come up with a plot where you come back to life somehow you come back from the dead (laughs) the producers probably want that um Graham, I so respect and understand what you're going through. I've been there and worked hard. And after many years of falling, my heart, I am me
5: way to go. What was her name? Wow. Debbie or D. Ca- Caustic? D.
4: Caustic.
5: D. Caustic. Yeah.
4: That's awesome. Way to go. Yeah. D. Uh, it's yeah. I, I often just shedding a lot of layers of ego. I think of just like all those identities that you've, Get get placed on you over all the years. Mm-hmm. You gotta let them all go. Um, I've only seen one episode. Is he the guy that wanted to be a vet?
5: <laughs> yeah.
4: Oh, were you yeah. a vet on the show?
5: Yeah. So the character he goes to school to become a veterinarian, and uh, and he he does. He becomes a veterinarian. Yeah, it was great. I got to work with animals. I got to work with like eagles and bears, little baby cubs and. Um, horses, obviously, what other animals, a bunch of animals.
4: That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I read that it was filmed in Alberta. Is that right? Yes, ma'am. Um, okay. Would you ever consider acting with Amber again? I think that that was your co-star, right?
5: Yep. That's she's the one in the, in the picture there. Yep. Yeah. Amber's great. We still chat. Um, she's, she's, she's great friend of mine. And I would love to, if, if there was a project that we both wanted to work on together, I think it'd be fun. For sure. Thanks, Janice.
0: Just got to
4: wait for a a producer who's not crazy (laughs) about, you know,
0: pandemics.
4: (laughs) Awesome. Okay. Um, And we got a Norway person. When are you coming to Norway?
5: When I I can get on a plane. When they allow me on a plane. I'm not allowed to go to restaurants here. Can't get on planes. Oh, because you
4: didn't get it in the arm, huh? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, crazy times.
5: Yeah, it's quite hopefully different.
4: Hopefully that'll all clear up soon. Um, hopefully everyone will chill soon. Um, when's your next podcast, someone's asking. When's your next podcast coming out?
5: Oh, thank you, Heidi. Uh, this week, um, it's supposed to be done yesterday. I hired an editor, Ivory. I'm on this new process of building out my team. Nice. I was doing it all myself, and uh, so I finally hired an editor, and supposed to have it in the next couple of days, so it should be this week. Thanks, Heidi, for asking, and it's with my friend, Don McLeod, who's a musician. So he oh, nice. play some music, and... Oh, I and mean, you play music, too, don't you? You're I do, musician.
4: yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm finally going to produce another song. I'm really excited. I was just talking to a producer today about that, so it's Fantastic. just... Um, I think we all have like different p- parts of our brains. A lot of people don't realize, uh, the founding, a lot of the founding fathers like Thomas Jefferson, they were musicians. I, I think, did not know I that. I think we need to, ba- I think everyone needs to balance their brain a little bit with like the intellect and then the, the inspiration part.
5: The so. creativity. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, yeah. I do that on the reverse because I work so much in the creative mind. I have to oh. do like very logical, like things. That's right do something. Yeah. Like (laughs) to balance it out. Right.
4: Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, it has been such a pleasure talking with you. Thank you so much for, um, you know, sharing some more insight about, you know, your thoughts at being a entertainer who kind of thinks outside the box. Thanks for yourself.
5: Awesome. Well, well, thanks for having me on. This is fun.
4: Yeah. Thanks for coming on and, uh, have a good one. We'll talk to you later. Bye.
2: Order now. mm